There are some people in the world who are really, really, really patient. I'm not one of those people. I, I'd like to think that I am, but I am not. And I'm, I'm not talking about just uh, waiting patiently on, on uh, one of my family members to get ready. I'm not talking about waiting in line or driving in traffic and not having patience for that. I'm talking about like special projects. I, I've never been a good sewer because I, I, want, I would rather just go to the store and buy some clothes rather than make it. I want it instant. Um, another project that um, I can't do uh, very well are large puzzles. Um, I, I just don't have the patience for those, you know, thousand-piece puzzles. Some puzzles are just way too big for me, too many pieces, like this one. This has 24,000 pieces in it. Now, Amanda Warrington from Bristol spent 17 months gluing 24,000 puzzle pieces to her living room wall. She said the wall of her Bristol home was the only space big enough to fit this large 14-foot by 5-foot puzzle. That is just crazy ridiculous. I do not have the patience for that. And do you know how long it would have taken just to separate the edge pieces from the rest of the, the puzzle? I certainly don't have the patience. However, I do like working on puzzles. I like the ones that aren't too complicated and they don't take me very long to complete, like this one. I don't mind this type of puzzle. This is more my speed, 100 pieces, 200 pieces, even 300 pieces. But if you get anything above 500 pieces, count me out. This morning when you all walked in, uh, you were given a little puzzle piece uh, by my mother. And you were told to hang on to that puzzle piece until the sermon. Now, maybe you are wondering, maybe you're even puzzled at what this puzzle piece means. Now, maybe you've already lost your puzzle piece. Maybe you have thrown it away intentionally. Maybe you simply put it down and walked away and forgot that you had a puzzle piece to begin with. Maybe you've looked at that puzzle piece and you thought, what am I going to do with this? This is worthless. But I'm telling you that your puzzle piece is important. Those of you who have worked on puzzles before, have you ever, uh, after working on maybe a series of puzzles, your um, family has built a couple puzzles over the weekend, and you find a single puzzle piece on the floor? And you're not sure which puzzle it goes to. So you set it on the counter, maybe hoping that one of the family members will know where it belongs, or I don't know, that magically if you set it on the counter, it's going to find its way back into the appropriate box. But after months of collecting dust on the counter, you realize you're never going to find where this puzzle piece goes, and you throw it away. It was this seemingly insignificant little puzzle piece, right? One piece missing out of 200, that's not much. It's half of, a, of 1%. You'd hardly miss it. Now, in fact, if puzzle pieces could think, I think that they would feel insignificant. Significance is defined as the quality of being important or being regarded as having great meaning. Now, a puzzle piece significant? Give me a break. However, we 
are very similar to puzzle pieces. Left to our, ourselves, we can feel pretty insignificant. But when we find ourselves in a community like this church, whether it's a family or a church or another group, we can feel more significant. Paul talks about that in our scripture passage today. So if you'll turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, we're going to continue on where we left off last week. Paul was talking about the body of Christ. And this week, he go, we're going to start with verse 4, which we read last week, and we're going to read through verse 8. This is what he says. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your gift of faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So using the illustration of the parts of the human body, Paul affirms our interdependence as believers. I shared last week, we need each other, right? Today I want to give you four truths about your puzzle piece, which, by the way, re represents you and your giftings. Now, knowing these four truths can transform the way that we think about ourselves. So the first truth is every piece is a gift. Paul says in the first part of verse 6, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. Now, that's the spiritual equivalent of saying God has given each of us a piece of the puzzle. So let's draw some parallels here. Like I said, when you came in today, you were given this piece of the puzzle. Now, you didn't choose which piece you received. My mom just gave you one. You might not have liked the color or the shape that you were given. You might have wanted, a, a, you know, a different piece. Maybe you didn't want a piece at all. You didn't choose the piece that you received. You may have felt that your piece was insignificant. Now, if you got rid of your piece, it's probably because you didn't place much value on that piece that you received. And mostly because it looked and felt insignificant in and of itself. And some of you have been wondering what that piece of the puzzle is for ever since you received it. Now, the same reactions take place in the church when God passes out these supernatural abilities. Nobody chooses the spiritual gift or the gifts that they receive from God, right? I didn't choose mine. You didn't choose yours. God gifted them to us through the Holy Spirit. But if we believe that God knows better than we do, which I do believe, then we need to accept the fact that God has given us the exact gift that we need to have, and no other piece would be better suited to us. It also means that we can't take credit for our gift. We cannot take credit for our piece of the puzzle or the gift that God has given to us. God gets all the glory, not us. Now, you might look at that supernatural ability that God has given you, and you might undervalue it. You might feel like you, you don't really have a piece of the puzzle, or the piece of the puzzle that God has given you is too small or maybe too big. 
You might have questioned why God gave you a piece at all. You're struggling with significance. But the first lesson we need to learn this morning is this. Everyone who is born again has received a piece of the puzzle or a gift that has come directly from God. Paul said this very well in Romans chapter 12, verse 6. He said, God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. Look at the gift that you have been given spiritually and value it. It is a God-given gift. Not only has everyone received a piece of the puzzle, but there's a second truth about your puzzle piece, and that is that every piece is a part of the bigger picture. Isn't that the truth, right? One piece of puzzle by itself isn't worth very much. You don't even do much with two pieces of a puzzle. But once you start putting those pieces together and you add more and more pieces, then watch out. Because each piece begins to play its role in becoming a part of something bigger. And each play, piece plays off of the other pieces. In Romans chapter 12, verses 4 and 5, Paul says, Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. Now, Paul used the concept of the human body to communicate something really important. If you look at any part of your body, it's important only in as, in as much as it is connected to your body. Your hair is valuable. We talked about this a little bit last week in the discussion uh, part of, of the service. Your hair is valuable, if you have any, that is. <laughs> and you spend time, and you spend energy, and sometimes you spend money caring for it. But the minute that that hair is cut from the body, it is no longer useful to you. After you cut your nails, do you save them? Well, I hope you don't. <laughs> no, they go into the garbage, right? Why? Because the nail is no longer a part of your body. It's no longer attached. No one gets upset about hairs that are cut from, from the head or nails that have been clipped from the fingernails, uh, fingers because they're detached from the body. The parts of our bodies that are, are attached are useful, but once it's removed from the body, that part dies. Each part is a piece of something much bigger. And the only time a puzzle piece is useful is when it's connected. And the same is true for the church. You have a piece of the puzzle, but the only time it's useful is when you're using that piece of the puzzle. You're here for a reason, each and every one of you. You're a part of something much bigger, the body of Christ. There's a third truth that Paul mentions about spiritual gifts, and he says every piece has a role to play. Let's read Romans 12, verses 6 to 8 again. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is in giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. 
There are other gifts listed in, the, in Scripture as well. This is not a conclusive list. But um, the reality is that God has given us all a diverse um, array of gifts for the church. And just as there are diverse needs within the body of Christ, God has given us a diverse uh, array of gifts to meet each and every one of those needs um, within the church. So there are gifts that I have that you don't have. And I definitely know that you have gifts that I don't have. Imagine a church where the teachers are teaching and the leaders are leading and the servers are serving and the generous are giving cheerfully. Imagine a church where everyone has discovered what their spiritual gift is, what their role is, and whatever piece of the puzzle they hold, and they were using it according to God's plan. Imagine a church where people knew how they were gifted and they used those gifts to serve one another. Every piece is different and every piece is important. When you get close to finishing a puzzle, you learn very quickly as the last pieces start to come into place that every piece has value. Because if one piece is missing, then the whole puzzle is ruined. Anytime we may think the things that we do lack value and don't matter, we need to remember that every piece has value. And every person here today is important. Only when everyone does their part can the church succeed. Every task that needs to be done matters, whether it's cleaning the toilets or preaching the sermon. Every single gift matters, and every person here today matters. Only when everyone does their part can the church succeed. I'm reminded of Legos. Now, if you have children, you know about Legos. And Legos are the, the perfect illustration about how the church needs to connect one to another. We're all these little Lego pieces, and I connect to you, and you connect to them, and they connect to them. And when we start connecting these pieces together, we can start to build the body of Christ. We can start to build the, the church. And only when everyone does their part can the church succeed. Paul reminds us that every piece is unique. Just as each of us has one body with many members and those members don't all have the same function, the same is true in the church. We all have different gifts according to the grace given to us. And many pieces of the puzzle may look the same. We might think that they're the same. But when we examine them closely and carefully, we can see that there are differences. No two pieces of the puzzle are exactly the same. Every piece has a slightly different shape. Yes, it's true that some of the, the big pieces get all the attention, but every piece is still needed. There's no such thing as a spare piece when it comes to a puzzle. You are needed. You have a role to play here at the Salvation Army in Washougal. One final secret to help us feel significant is the fact that every piece 
is dependent on the other pieces. Romans 12.5 tells us, And since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other, and each of us needs all the others. Tony Evans, he wrote these words, The beauty of the body of Christ is that it needs ears and noses and all sorts of parts. Every member of an orchestra doesn't play the same instrument, but they all play the same song. Each instrument in an orchestra is needed to fully express the music the, conduct the conductor has chosen to play. The body of Christ operates like a good orchestra. Different parts doing their work, producing beautiful music under the direction of our divine conductor, Jesus Christ. There is unity in the music, but diversity in the instruments. Now, we need each other. We, we have these different giftings and these different roles to play in the church. And when we fulfill those roles, amazing things start to happen. So what are you going to do with your piece of the puzzle. God can use the peace that he has given to you to set the stage for things far greater than you could dream of, far beyond the borders of your life. A Sunday school teacher in Boston named Edward Kimball decided to visit all the boys who came to his Sunday school class to be sure that they knew that Jesus loved them that Christ could be their savior. And one of these boys was um, busy in, in the back of his uncle's shoe store. He's stocking inventory. And um, his father had died from, from drinking too much whiskey when the boy was only four years old. And he was a part of a family of eight. They, they were reared in poverty. And um, he had a, a very strong-willed mother, and he only periodically attended school. So Sunday school teacher goes to visit him, shares the love of Jesus with him right there in his uncle's um, store. And right then and there, this boy makes a commitment to Christ. Now, his name was D.L. Moody. And D.L. Moody went on to become a preacher, and in a day without public address, there was no Twitter, there's no Facebook, no Instagram, no internet, not even telephones. In a day and time like that, he spoke to more than 100 million people. And he led thousands of people to follow Jesus. Even Billy Graham's conversion could be traced back to a succession of converts that extended from a Sunday school teacher in Boston named Edward Kimball, the same Sunday school teacher. And you could see in this illustration how each and every person was affected because this one person used their puzzle piece. Now, Edward Kimball isn't a, a famous, well-known person. You probably have never heard of him. but he has done amazing things for the kingdom because he played his role. He put his piece of the puzzle into play. And he taught Sunday school. And as a result, all these men went on to accept Christ and share the love of Jesus with more and more people. Pastor Rick Warren wrote, If we can ever awaken and unleash the massive talent 
resources, creativity, and energy lying dormant in the typical local church, Christianity will explode with growth and at an unprecedented rate. I believe that to be true. I believe that if we unleashed our giftings, if we ever looked at the piece of the puzzle that God has given to us or the gifts that God has given to us and believed that he could do amazing things if we used that gift for him, then this church would explode. Your peace might seem insignificant, but it's not. My mom's going to pull a card table out from the back room, and I want to encourage you to find your puzzle piece, to take a look at that puzzle piece, and I'm going to give you a chance to put a puzzle together today. It's a small puzzle, only 48 pieces, so... Even if you're not a fan of puzzles, then this one shouldn't be too intimidating. But we're going to have those, anybody who has an outside edge piece, if you have a flat edge on your puzzle uh, piece, we're going to have you go back first and begin to put that puzzle together. So while you are putting this puzzle together, I'm going to play a, a, a music video. And this is a beautiful song. It's called The Body of Christ. It was written by Mandy Mapes. It's performed by the Brook Hills um, Music Group. And the words are on the screen. You can sing along if you like. But this is a beautiful song about being a part of the body of Christ. And really today, that's the message I have for you, that we are all a part of the body of Christ, that we all have different gifts and abilities. And if we use those gifts and abilities that God has given us, this church will grow. This church will grow not only numerically, but spiritually. We'll grow in our relationships with one another. We'll find greater happiness. We can reach the world for Christ. I, I truly believe that. So as we're building this puzzle, let's be reminded that we are all a part of one another, that we are connected one to the other. Let's build a puzzle together. May the peace of the Lord be with you. Thank you. Love one another. Be good. Be good. Go get your kids.